This summer, we get to set down our fear and anxiety and open up to travel and gathering and hugging again. So I know that you and I are going to be spending time outside and getting back to all the activities that make us better versions of ourselves. That's why I've put together a new podcast series for you called Your Upgraded Summer. These are top 10 all-time Bulletproof Radio episodes edited for you in a new way to be only 30 minutes so they work for you when you're spending your time outside. You're going to learn how to improve your nutrition, your sleep, your brain, your gut, your hormones, your immune system, and your energy. And these are the things that people most wanted to hear, the most popular topics. Listen to one, listen to a handful, listen to all 10, but know that you'll be joining millions of people who enjoyed this content the most and asked for more. Bulletproof Radio, a state of high performance. You're listening to Bulletproof Radio with Dave Asprey. Today's guest is Dr. Jolene Brighton, and she's an expert in hormone balance, thyroid, and a functional medicine leader. And what's interesting about Dr. Jolene is that she's trained in naturopathic medicine, but also in biochemistry. So she goes a little bit deeper than you're likely to find. And she wrote a book called Healing Your Body Naturally After Childbirth, The New Mom's Guide to Navigating the Fourth Trimester. And she's not on just to talk about that. We're going to talk about birth control. We're going to talk about the pill. And I've been an outspoken uh, advocate of not using the pill on the Bulletproof blog since the very beginning of this. So Dr. Jolene's going to help us understand that. And on top of that, we're going to talk about just general hormone problems, differences between men and women nutritionally, and we'll get to some other cool stuff like traumatic brain injuries. So this is going to be a fascinating interview today, and I'm happy that you're here to listen to it. Dr. Jolene Brighton, thanks for coming on Bulletproof Radio. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I've been a big-time fan for a long time, so this is really exciting to get to come on here and chat with you and to be chatting about all the biohacking stuff that you know, you've know you been preaching about forever that the research is finally catching up with, I feel like, and how we can apply that to just modern-day society and what's what we're seeing in people's health. It's kind of funny. When I surveyed the Bulletproof listener base, there are a lot of women who listen to the show, and a surprising number of people, uh, at least surprising if you don't have kids, are people who have kids like I do. Mine are around 10 and 7. So let's go in, given that so many of us either have kids, are having kids, or are going to have kids, whether you're a man or a woman, this is stuff you need to hear. We won't go too deep on that. We've only got an hour, and we've got a couple other topics. But like, what happens in a, in a woman's body after the baby comes out? Everyone's focus is on baby. So once baby's delivered, like mom gets the six-week checkup. Hey, your, your vagina's looking okay. No signs of infection. Fantastic. Go upon your way. And when you're tired, you're exhausted, you start having symptoms come up, you're met with the diagnosis of being a mother. But for some reason, somewhere along the line, we got it in our head that, you know, women should be able to pop out a baby and then just go along their merry way. And at six weeks, everything's recovered and fine. Reality is, is it takes a whole year to really rebuild the nutrients and recover your body. Now, when Lana, my wife, uh, who's a medical doctor and co-author of the fertility book, uh, when she, or so when we had kids, I, I, ta- I caught both of the kids at home. Afterwards, she described this mommy brain, and, and I like actually it, it pisses Lana off when I say this, but I, that means I can say it. She's not in the room. It pisses um, every mom off. They hate well, that well, word. <laughs> well, the thing is, she, she's actually smarter than I am. 
but once we had the kids, she's like, my brain doesn't work. She's like, I have mommy brain. Like, what's going on here? And mm-hmm. I, I have a, a good friend right now who's a CEO, and she just had a baby. And she's trying to go back to work at six weeks, and she's like, oh, I yeah. don't know how to do what I could do before. What, what's going on there? Your brain does shrink during the third trimester, and it doesn't come back until about six months postpartum. This is evolution <laughs> being super, super smart. What's the whole what's what's the whole premise behind this? Get you hyper focused on baby. You cannot multitask. You can only focus on baby's survival. Moms actually, their brains come back, and if you tend to them, they actually come back stronger. So you're better at multitasking. Your corpus callosum. So both sides, both sides of the brain are actually connected and talking better. But there's, you know, another layer to all of this. And that is when you deliver your baby, what follows is a placenta. And when you deliver the placenta, your hormones instantly drop to the level of like a postmenopausal woman. And we know postmenopausal women have lots of brain fog. Estrogen levels are off, progesterone levels are off, and couple that with the fact that mom is not usually sleeping. And so, you know, maybe it's only three months of not sleeping, maybe it's an entire year, but every time you're not sleeping and you're spiking your core, uh, your cortisol levels at night. But what's really interesting is so, you know, and we'll talk about this with post-birth control syndrome, because I clinically observed that like, we can't get women's hormones in balance. We can't do it if the circadian rhythm's disrupted. You know, what I say is that when all your lights go out in your room, if you can still see anything like if you're not tripping over stuff and running into things it's not dark enough so so lana and i actually think that the brain shrinkage for new moms is evolutionary because anyone who had their full brain would a probably not choose to have kids when they knew it was going to be like that and b they'd be like i'm so tired of holding this screaming thing that keeps waking me up i'm going to leave it for the coyotes yeah um no, we all love our babies. No one's really going to do that. But a thinking but person hard. with their whole we brain. We can be real like, with that. <laughs> like, there, is, there is a limit. Right? Yeah. And when your brain is yeah. smaller, you're like, okay, I can deal with this. And so, yeah. like I said, the hyper focus, the waking up all the time, even if you didn't before, because now, like, the slightest sound, oh, it's a baby. And you're like, how could that wake you up? I want to shift gears a bit from the, uh, from the pregnancy side of things mm-hmm. to talk about what happens before pregnancy. Let's talk birth control. Uh, what is your take on on the pill? So, you know, what is the pill doing at like big level? Like, let's just take yep. a, like a big overview. So it's definitely causing leaky gut. So that daily bolus of estrogen, it's inducing leaky gut. It's skewing your microbiome. It's causing estrogen dominance. Um, hello, your brain, your heart. Nobody's going to be happy about that. Um, it's disrupting thyroid hormone on every level. And so when you think about women in their 30s are five to eight times more likely to be, you know, develop a thyroid condition. And then you compound the pill on top of it like we're we're really raising risk factors here we know that it turns on certain autoimmune diseases so there was actually a study several years ago that came out and said if a woman's on the pill has a family history of Crohn's disease, then, you know, after five years, she has a 300% increased risk of turning on that autoimmunity. Those researchers then said, we should be at least asking about family history, if not genetically testing women before we start them on the pill. And, you know, as, as we all know, okay, that research study was about five years ago. It's going to be 12 years before conventional medicine even acknowledges this. And to me, as a woman, you know, when I think about my sister, my mother, my friends, like I'm not about to stand around for 12 years and allow countless numbers of women to be basically mishandled, mistreated, and not to mention dismissed when their symptoms like, you know, depression and anxiety crop up and they're on the pill. Let's also talk about, 
uh, the post-birth control syndrome. So what happens when a woman goes off of the birth control pill? Like what, yeah. what should she expect? <laughs> Well, she should expect whatever symptoms she had that made her stop the pill. So, ladies, if you had acne, if you had PMS symptoms, if you had heavy periods, lots of cramps, even mood symptoms that were cyclical, we can expect those things to come back full force. And this is how I explain it. It's not your body rebelling against you. If you think about if you had something really important to say for like five years, 10 years, you know, however long you're on the pill, finally you get the opportunity to say it like your body's screaming like I wanted you to know about this all along so that's one thing that we'll see we'll also see what's called post-pill amenorrhea now here's a big one that doctors don't tell women and this one is a huge disservice so what's the number one uh, non-birth control related uh, reason to prescribe the pill and irregular menstrual cycle. So the doctor tells the story like this. You're not having your period. We can help you have your period naturally by using this pill. No, sorry, doctor. You are flooding that woman's brain and overriding her pituitary and then withdrawing that drug so that her endometrium sloughs off. They just bails. Endometrium bails. Now we have a period. There's nothing natural about this. But, you know, with all of that being said, with the PCOS piece, We know that, or excuse me, the irregular periods, we know that can often be due to PCOS. And PCOS is a metabolic disorder. So now you put a woman on the pill, you you mask the hormone symptoms, and then what do you do? You let her go for like 10 to 20 years with a heart disease and diabetes developing, and nobody's putting that together. But when a doctor prescribes a pill for irregular periods, the research tells us that about 30% of those women will be rendered infertile when they stop that pill. So we're talking almost 40% of women will never see their pill come back. All right. So now people have to be asking, okay, if I'm not going to start the pill or I'm going to go off the pill, what is the best, most biologically compatible form of birth control? Yeah. So I am a huge fan of fertility awareness method. And it's actually like, (laughs) I use this really cool piece of technology called Daisy. And it's just a thermometer that I put in my mouth, but it's super high tech. So every morning I wake up, I put this in green light, go, you know, red light. No, like we've got all of these color codes and everything. So there's all these technologies, you know, in Sweden now they're like this. So in the U S they're still like, no, 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 that's not birth control in Sweden. They're like, yeah, these like lady comp, which is what Daisy came from. These are these little technology pieces. They are considered birth control in other countries that, you know, don't have as much of a pharmaceutical interest. I, I'm guessing with that. The, the fertility awareness method is is pretty profound because in addition to it, if you're a woman and you start, you start tracking this, you realize that there are times of the month, not when you're necessarily uh, ovulating uh, or bleeding or anything like that, where your cognitive and mental performance and your emotions are not going to be where they are. When you, you know the days when you're most powerful. You know the days when you are going to be most aroused. And just just knowing that, like, wow, like I wanted to run a marathon today and it was totally the wrong time and my score sucked. Or I had a really big board meeting today and I know that I'm completely not where I'm going to be. So I'm seriously taking some modafinil today. Otherwise, I'm not going to like I'm not going to get the venture funding I wanted. Mm-hmm. Right? You, you can you can account for and you can counteract. Uh, periods where you're not going to be, see what I just did there? Anyway, uh, <laughs> period, <laughs> periods didn't mean to do that, but periods where you're going to be uh, uh, really uh, either at your best or not at your best for what you want to be doing that day. And, and if you know it's coming, 
and you know that it's normal, then you don't feel like you're weak or crazy. And mm-hmm. you're like, okay, or maybe I'm just gonna have some extra coffee. Like whatever it's gonna take. Like it's okay yeah. that today, like I should just get a massage and like chill and I'm gonna schedule that if I can. Like that's precious knowledge about just controlling your biology. And letting it do what it wants to do. So I and to I give value that permission. That. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I really appreciate that you just gave permission that it's okay if you have an extra cup of coffee today. Like you know, I have women that the day before they start their period, they're like, "I am flatline fatigued." And yeah, sure, we're working on this stuff. Can we just acknowledge <laughs> for a second that natural therapies take months to? I mean, so Vitex is one for example. Every woman will come in and say, "I tried Vitex for like a couple weeks." Eh. It's got to take a so chase tree berry. It's something that's used. um, It stimulates the LH production in the brain to help stimulate the ovaries to make progesterone. Years ago, uh, geez, almost twenty years ago, I had coffee in Mountain View with the guy who holds the first patent on eight hundred two eleven Wi Fi, the very first Wi Fi. Mm -hmm. And this is this kind of grizzled engineer beard, uh, super Silicon Valley engineering type. And he goes, you know, I took the million dollar equipment we used for measuring our our Wi-Fi things, and I turned it around, and I aimed it at myself, and oh my god, there's all this data coming off the body, and he turns his laptop around, he goes, look, like, here's the data that's coming off of my body, at least when I was running the, these yeah, signals, yeah. and there's diagnostic information in here, like, like this, is, this is amazing, and like, we've known in little pockets for a long time that mm-hmm. it's not just about whether we're cooking ourselves or not, and that's why in Headstrong, I'm like, here's the evidence that it destroys mitochondrial function. It doesn't kill yeah. you. It doesn't cook you. It just makes you able to make and use less power. So let's, let's compare notes. Uh, yeah. I, I want you to tell me what you recommend someone do the first 24 hours after they're hit in the head, and I'll mm-hmm. tell you what I did the first 24 hours after I got hit in the head. So you go first. What if there was a way to level up your energy, get rid of stress, and take more control of your body? Welcome to Quantum Upgrade. This is a new technology that taps into quantum energy to help you feel amazing. Quantum Upgrade has a lot of different products that help protect you from EMF and help activate your body's natural healing abilities. You can expect better sleep, more resilience, less stress, and better blood flow. The cool thing about Quantum Upgrade is that the products are backed by a lot of heavy-duty scientific studies, and there's a new measurable upgrade. You can now use Quantum Upgrade to increase your consciousness levels between 1,400 and 2,200 on the Hawkins map of consciousness. If you don't know what that means, do some research because it's impressive, it's fun to learn about, and it's something that I've come to understand. Ready to try Quantum Upgrade? Visit quantumupgrade.io slash Dave for a seven-day free trial. Okay, so once brain bleed has been ruled out, we hit the ginkgo, we go high-dose fish oil. It's ruled out by x-ray. Um, yeah, or imaging. Or you MRI. Can, yeah, okay, CT MRI. or MRI. What's interesting okay. is that they start with MRI, but there's been some studies to show that like 30% of people who repeat with a CT, there's there's actually you know uh, issues in the brain that weren't caught the first time. So to me, it's okay. important that we should actually measure people more than once. But so fish oil, I went to 30 grams. I mean, I choked down 30 grams as soon as I could. Of course, you want to have like a doctor supervising this. For me, I'm like, hey, if I start bruising, I want a little bit too hot. But if you look at the research, like it's it's not very good in terms of the claims that fish oil will make you bleed out. Um, so there's actually like the, the evidence isn't so good that that'll happen. So that GPC, so um, doing the phosphatidylcholine, phosphatidylserine, that um, that I definitely got into play right away. 
um, turmeric. Oh my gosh. And then I went keto right away. And I'm like, that was so so fasting is definitely like non-negotiable. I like would want to see a 24 hour fast, but I really say like, give yourself two to three days. I think there's a wisdom that I'm nauseous and about every other week I can't eat for two to three days. I can drink coffee. So drink my bulletproof coffee. Oh my, your brain octane is gangbusters by the way. I was like, (laughs) if you're feeling fine and you take that, you don't, you're like, I noticed a little bit of difference. If you're not feeling fine, that's really the profound effect. So that was like, once I experienced that of like, I do what's called upgraded golden milk. Um, where I'm doing the, um, the, you know, brain octane in that. I'm doing ghee, doing all of that with turmeric. Um, yep. But I definitely am in a fan. Um, you know, coffee is actually going to. So if you're some. So, you know, I came from a nutrition background and we were like, never, never have coffee on an empty stomach and keto's bad. <laughs> like, yeah. I laugh about like my what I was taught 20 years ago. Um, so, you know, uh, coffee actually, you know, it's interesting because I went through like now. Now I fast like two to three days every couple of weeks. And my body actually craves coffee first thing in the morning. There's a study that says uh, caffeine in the morning, about as much as in two small cups of coffee, Mm -hmm. doubles ketone production. Okay, so you hit ketones, you hit fish oil, and you hit progesterone for your brain injury. Progesterone, all the amino acids, ginkgo, turmeric, and uh, high antioxidants. So I also did HBOT therapy, hyperbaric oxygen therapy. And then I had this whole cocktail of like antioxidants um, Mm -hmm. and mitochondrial. I use a mitochondrial product, so I was like big time like... Uh, and mitochondrial support, glutathione, yep. I mean, just, I mean, everything for that. And then I would go do that, you know, about an hour and a half, two hours before the HBOT. And then I would do it again Smart. afterwards. And I did that twice a day um, for several months. And I also made the goal and people think I'm crazy for this, but I meditated for f- about four hours every day. And I really committed to that. All right. So your turn first 24 right, so hours. I, <laughs> so I, I took a, a titanium knee to the head uh, flying through the air. Uh, Is that it, Burning, Burning Man? Man. Just, <laughs> yeah. Was that JJ's knee? I, I, I'm not really sure whose knee it was. My memory is impaired. <laughs> and uh, uh, so I, I, uh, it was a big arena. Uh, anyway, it was, it was in the Thunderdome at, uh, at Burning Man. Okay, so you should probably have expected to walk out with at least a mild concussion. Well, you're in the well, Thunderdome. You're, just, you're using foam bats. It's all good funny. It was, it was actually hilarious. And uh, it, was, it was just an accidental thing. And it was it was within a minute of this. I'm like, okay, I can't handle the blinky bright lights that are all over the place. Oh, yeah. I'm nauseous. Like, I need to lay down. Like, you guys need to take me back to the to the RV. Uh, thankfully, we had the the uh, the art car, which is a giant stick of butter with a cup of coffee spinning around on top. So I'm like laying on the hood of it, and they're like using it as an ambulance. And I went back, and because I was camping with masses of health people, like I'm like everyone, give me all of your fish oil. Yeah. And I didn't know if I was bleeding or not, but I'm like, I don't really care. I'm just going to do this. Uh, so, you were, you that, know that, where you were at? I, well, if you had a it, brain it was, it was a risk, yeah. right? Yeah. And <laughs> I also, I took 10 keto primes, mm-hmm. uh, which is the bulletproof thing. And this is a mitochondrial support. Whenever your mitochondria have problems, they run out of this rare ketone. It's different than the ketones that we talk about. They run out of that. So mm-hmm. I just took 10 of those. And I kept taking them. Like, I don't know how many I took. A lot. Because I just wanted to have maximum energy sufficiency. Because the first thing that happens in the first 24 to 72 hours is you get this uh, swelling. And you get mitochondrial death. Yep. And I'm like, you guys don't need to die. So, like, like hang out here. Yeah. I took a lot of brain octane as much as I could take in the form of bulletproof mm-hmm. coffee. 
Uh, I used a metal filter when I brewed the coffee, and the reason is that there's two studies that show coffee oils are anti-inflammatory in the brain. That's Mm -hmm. why I still to this day say use a metal filter, not a paper filter, if you're drinking coffee that doesn't have mold in it. Snap! I've got a Chemex. I'm like, I gotta get that information from you. Oh, just get a get an Able filter. They're A B. I think A B E L or A B L E. They use it's a metal filter that fits in your Chemex. It makes better tasting coffee, and it gets you the oils from the coffee. And some people they raise cholesterol, but they turn off inflammation while raising cholesterol. Oh, you live longer with higher cholesterol than inflammation. And so I, I did that just to finish that for listeners who are like, what do I do? So I, ketosis from brain octane oil, really important because mm-hmm. ketones, you listen to the interview with Dr. V. Chumble at Proof Radio. We talk a lot about inflammation and why that's important. Uh, and then I, I started on progesterone right away because fortunately a lot of on progesterone. I'm like, give me some cream, give me some pills. I'm just going to do this. And let's see, I didn't use testosterone, which I normally, uh, I normally use testosterone. I've been really open about that for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've gone on and off of it, but I take a, a biological identical dose so that I just have like medium, like around 70th percentile where I want to be. And uh, so I stopped doing that because that actually is contraindicated with a, a brain injury like that. And I still was pretty rocked by this. And about three weeks later, I went and I did... Uh, I looked at my brain, and I actually I'll publish this because I, I have my my twenty four channel EEG stuff from forty years of Zen, and I I have a Zen brain like I've done four months of intense neurofeedback with personal development where like my symmetry is is you look at a map of asymmetry in my brain there's nothing there because mm-hmm. everything is symmetrical and it runs well and it looks like spaghetti like there's all these lines everywhere in on on a representation of the brain because I was no longer uh, symmetrical I wasn't in synchrony. So it, it took about two days of like really focused feedback to get my brain back to where it had been before. And I think without that, it would have taken many hours of meditation mm-hmm. per day. And I'm fortunate, okay, this isn't what we do at 40 years in, it's a personal development process, but I happen to have neuroscientists who I work with on a regular basis, so we took the clinical grade gear and we used it clinically yeah. instead, of, uh, instead of for personal development. But without that, like there were definitely some personality sort of changes. I was more angry. Like I sent a yeah. few angry emails to people uh, where I like had perceived that they had offended me or something. Like like there was one guy, another health influencer, um, who had like kind of done something that, that at the time I perceived as underhanded where it's like, look, you know, I've helped you a lot. Like why, you know, why are you trying to throw my stuff under the bus here? Like that's not cool. Yeah. Um, but it, so basically I was much quicker to anger mm-hmm. uh, than I normally would be and more likely to be like, you know what, here's my middle finger. Yeah. Uh, and I... In my normal, I'm not like that. In my normal life, I I don't swear, and I swore quite a lot for a little while. Uh, and I'm just like like I'm I'm even and I'm kind, and I was just a little bit more aggressive. Oh, totally. Uh, certainly, my kids and wife knows that. Yeah, inflammation uh, on the brain does that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other thing, though, that I think is really important is noise canceling headphones. Mm-hmm. Uh, I use those a lot, uh, just the first couple of days, just to allow the noise in the brain to come down. And and this is I, I showed those glasses earlier in the interview the. The true dark glasses, like the yes. noise canceling headphones for your eyes, basically. And that was ridiculous. Like, what happens when you, instead of using blue blockers, you use like the, the full on, uh, full on, like dark block everything that, that affects mitochondria? The mitochondria talk to each other with light. When you block all of the light that, all the spectrum of light that interferes with their ability to talk via light, I think that there's really good use for that. And during brain recovery, they'll use different colored lenses. So I'm like, hey, I'm just going to try this. And certainly I felt calmer because it was like I was in a dark room, even Mm -hmm. though I wasn't. So that seemed to matter for me. 
Yeah. Well, and that was, I mean, I had to just walk around with amber glasses like all the time and then definitely in a dark room or in the dark age bot, like as often as possible for those reasons. You know, something you brought up. So in the first 24 hours, inflammation goes up in the brain. We also develop leaky gut and we actually see in the animal studies. So because they can't dissect humans, um, that when there is brain trauma, that not only is there intestinal hyperpermeability, but you also start breaking off cells. So the micro villi start just sloughing off so your gut is like giving up yes and so you cannot like just l-glutamine your way out of that plus l-glutamine can be a little too excitatory around the brain (laughs) you shouldn't take l-glutamine right after brain injury yeah not advice but it's something that it's you know it's really important if we we sit back and we and i'm doing a lot of reframes since this has happened of like people who are like not recovering their gut so like i treat a lot of small intestinal bacterial overgrowth i'm always doing vagal nerve stimulation with these people because <laughs> the crux of this is that we've got a nervous system dysregulation. Like there's issues with how the gut's actually moving. The bacteria in the wrong place, we've got to corral them, put them in the wrong place and kill some of them. But, you know, all things being said, there's a motility issue there. So it's really giving me a reframe and asking people, when, like, have you been hit in the head, even, even mildly? And looking at if you don't heal your brain, if you're not actively healing your brain after that, then we can't expect that your gut can be healed. And what's really yeah. interesting is that you're, so, you know, you got to wear the glasses. You've got to wear the noise canceling. Definitely. I couldn't listen to music for four months because you don't even realize what's going on in the background. As babies, we are developing just how to put everything on autopilot. Like, you are just processing so much stuff. But if you don't actively heal that brain, brain, your brain actually loses the ability to know where your gut is in space. So your brain won't even know how to communicate to your gut correctly because it's not sure where it's at. So, you know, I just want to add in that piece because, I mean, this is another way where keto can help so much because, you know, you are delivering, you know, the high fat that's going to help the brain. It's going to help inflammation. It's what, you know, the bacteria in your small intestine would prefer instead of like high boluses or carbohydrates. But there's a lot of things to heal the brain that if you, you have to do those, if you're going to heal your gut, it's not going to be, you know, just L-glutamine and doing a, you know, autoimmune paleo diet or something like that. No, there's neurological component to all of this. I also pounded like 10 unfair advantages a day. It's another mitochondrial stimulant. It's an activated form of highly absorbable PQQ bound to CoQ10. Mm-hmm. And so I'm this, I feel that normally. I take it like, whoa, there's, things are working again. Yeah. So I, um, I took a lot of that on a daily basis. But right after the injury, I'm like just like opening ampules and swallowing as many as I had on me. Uh, then I used uh, facial ice baths or cryotherapy for the vagal nerve thing. Yeah. And I used a cold, a cold laser on my head over the side of the injury, which is incredibly powerful to do that. So so those are things I, I oh, and hyperbaric. I also have my own hyperbaric chamber mm-hmm. here at Bulletproof Labs, which is convenient. So I'm like, oh, I'll get home and hop in hyperbaric. Yeah. So yeah, I, you and I are unusual because you're in functional medicine because I'm a biohacker, but... If you if you're as bad as you were, where you can't talk and all that stuff, like you want the stuff that JJ has written about, stuff that yeah. you've written about, uh, and things like that, and just anything on earth that will support your mitochondria. And I think ketosis is well supported. I also would say, and this will annoy people, if you're using brain octane, you can get some ketones. It automatically converts its exogenous ketones. There is an argument for a small amount of sugar after the brain injury. Mm-hmm. Just because you want to get the energy in the mitochondria, they're mm-hmm. dying, literally dying for energy. I don't have any problem with having ketones and sugar at the same time uh, post-brain injury. Mm-hmm. Not, I'm not saying drink a Coke. I'm saying a little bit of sugar could go a long way just towards keeping you from getting hypoglycemia, which, yeah. is, which is not a good thing at the time. 
Awesome. Well, we are on a pretty long episode of Bulletproof Radio here, which is cool because we're talking about basically three different topics. Like, what about mommy brain? What about birth control? And what about hitting yourself in the head? Uh, but we, we fit it all in, but you haven't answered the final question. Ooh, the final question. For Bulletproof Radio, which is, if someone came to you tomorrow, and based on everything you've, you've lived through and been through and done and all that, so not just your medical stuff, uh, someone came and said, look, I want to perform better at everything I do, better at being a human being. What are the three most important pieces of advice you have for me? What would you tell them? Oh, my gosh. So definitely, if you want to be a better human being, then you need to be very present. You need to practice mindfulness. And when things get uncomfortable, you need to explore that. Go deep down and understand why. I think that would be my very first thing. Um, All animals want to avoid pain, but as humans, we have pills now. And I think we've over-medicated an entire society from being able to, like, have their wherewithal about that. So I think if you want to be a better person, you first need to get a really clean mirror and start taking a look at all of that. Um, I definitely think you've got to love your microbiome because like you were, you know, you were introducing, if you don't have the right gut bacteria, I mean, we've known for a long time, not only can gut bacteria influence your mood, but there's viruses that can get into your brain and they can control your mood. So if you're not taking care of your microbiome and your inflammation, forget it. And the third thing is I would say you can't go wrong. I mean, everything we talked about is you can't go wrong with loving your mitochondria, right? Because if you've got the energy to show up, so if you've got energy at the cellular level, then you've got the energy to show up as a whole person and fully yourself every single day and to do that big work, like whatever you were put here for. And what you're doing to take care of your mitochondria just so happens to be all of the things that send the body that the signal's safe. So back full circle to what we were talking about, if the body feels safe, now we can do that higher level work. Now we can start to transcend into the mind-body aspect and even the spiritual aspect and right back to, is this mine? Is this someone else's? Do I need to heal my family lineage? Um, That would be my three. Those would be my three big ones. Beautiful. Well, thanks, uh, Dr. Jolene Brighton. Where can people find out more info about you? Yeah, you can find me at drbrighton.com. That's D-R-B-R-I-G-H-T-E-N. So a little tricky, like bright and like the sun. If you are listening to this and you're like, I need help with post-birth control syndrome right away, go to my website. I got you there. We'll get you into a detox. If you feel better from that, you might not need a doctor. If you don't, That information is really helpful to take to a doctor as well. And then, of course, I'm on Facebook. You can always catch me there. (laughs) Beautiful. Well, thanks, Jolene. It's always a pleasure to get a chance to chat. And I'm sure we'll chat again soon at one of JJ's events. Yeah. Have a beautiful day. You too. Thank you again. The Human Upgrade, formerly Bulletproof Radio, was created and is hosted by Dave Asprey. The information contained in this podcast is provided for informational purposes only and is not intended for the purposes of diagnosing, treating, curing, or preventing any disease. Before using any products referenced on the podcast, consult with your healthcare provider, carefully read all labels, and heed all directions and cautions that accompany the products. Information found or received through the podcast should not be used in place of a consultation or advice from a healthcare provider. If you suspect you have a medical problem or should you have any healthcare questions, please promptly call or see your healthcare provider. This podcast, including Dave Asprey and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. This podcast is owned by Bulletproof Media.